This is Brother Metter, and I greet you in the name of Jesus, and I pray everyone's doing well. And I want to go right into the Word today, and I'm going to be talking to you today about the gospel of the kingdom, which I know I mention a lot. But we're in the days that the kingdom of heaven is being revealed just as John come preaching before Jesus. He said, repent and be baptized for the remission of sin. He said, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And after Jesus came on the scene and began to preach, the Bible says in Matthew the 10th chapter that he chose him 12 and he called him apostles. And in verse 7 of Matthew the 10th chapter, verse 7 and 8, he said this. He said, and as ye go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. And then if you go over to the uh, Luke the ninth chapter, verses 1 and 2. Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And we go to Mark 16 and verses 15 through 20. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's the gospel of the kingdom. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven. And sat on the right hand of God, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following, where the reason the Lord was working with them was signs following, and he gave them power in Luke uh, 9, and in Mark 16, and in uh, Matthew 10, he gave them the commandment to go and preach the kingdom of God. And after he had ascended up, and I've showed you in the gospel or uh, the the epistle of Acts, the first chapter, the third verse, how that he showed himself alive after many infallible proofs, and he instructed them and taught them of things pertaining to the kingdom of God, because the power of the kingdom, which is the earnest of the Holy Ghost, that was poured out. On the day of Pentecost, it is an earnest or a measure of the resurrected Christ living in them. And they were going to go forth and preach what he preached. And he preached the gospel of the kingdom. He preached the, the power, the authority, the dominion of the kingdom. But he also taught people that the kingdom was not of this earth. It was not... Uh, to be confused with heaven. I know a lot of people, they read their Bible and a lot of ministers minister and they preach scriptures pertaining to the kingdom of heaven and they preach it about going to heaven. It's two completely different things. There is a place called heaven and I believe that and I believe I talked about it last week. There's definitely a place called heaven but it is not the kingdom of heaven. 
Jesus plainly ministered in Luke 17 about the kingdom of heaven. And when people and the Pharisees, I believe it was, came to him and said, we want to see this kingdom. We want to know when it's coming. And Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven cometh not with observation, but the kingdom of heaven is within men. It's within men. So it is within you. What is the kingdom of heaven within you? The very nature of the Christ. There is a scripture in Colossians 1 and verse 26 and 27, I believe it is. It talks about a mystery that is hid from the Gentiles. And it goes on, let me, uh, let me get over there to it and I will read it to you and get it, get the exact quotation. I do not like to quote things wrong. Alright. Verse, uh, Colossians the first chapter and the 26th verse, even the mystery, a mystery is a secret which had been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect, In Christ Jesus, you get people fighting and fussing and warring. And well, there wasn't but one perfect man and can't nobody else be perfect. The word perfect means mature. It means complete in Christ. And here in verse 28 of Colossians 1, Paul says, Whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect, mature, and complete in Christ Jesus. Jesus, whereunto all I also labor, striving according to his working which he worketh in me mightily. So there is a place for the maturing. And it's what the Word of God says in Ephesians 4 in verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. And verse 12 says, For the perfecting of the saints, for the maturing of the saints, for the completing of the call and the working of Christ in you, for the work of the ministry. I've said it and I'm going to keep saying it because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. There is a restoring of the Holy Ghost that came at Pentecost. It will set back up the administrations which are the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. It will bring in the gifts, the diversities of gifts. It will bring in the differences of the operations. And it said in Ephesians 4 and 12, for the perfecting, maturing, completing of the saints for the work of the ministry. The ministry cannot work in the order it's in now. It is working off of pastors, evangelists, and teachers in most places. Some people call themselves apostles and prophets, but we're not seeing book of Acts ministries brought forth. We're not seeing men like Paul and Peter who preached the word, who established doctrine, who established 
established churches. You don't just decide to put a church somewhere in headquarters, send somebody out to establish the church. It is that ministry of the apostle. Then it says in Ephesians 2 and 20 that we are built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. If a church is going to be established, it is going to be established by the apostle and prophet's ministry. Paul did it all through the New Testament. Peter done it. Everywhere they went and God visited people with the gospel of the kingdom and people turned to Christ. There was churches established, many of them was in people's homes. Paul, in his writing, said, I greet brother and sister so-and-so in the church that's in their home. They went and established. They didn't worry about buildings and building funds and growing numbers. They went and preached the gospel. And they demonstrated by the witness of the resurrected Christ that was living in them. They witnessed by signs and wonders and miracles and diverse gifts of the Holy Ghost, which it tells us in Hebrews, the second chapter and the fourth verse. And I will read it to you. God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to His own will. And it goes on and says, For unto the angels hath He not put in subjection the world or the age to come whereof we speak but in one certain place testified saying what is man but thou art mindful of him of the son of man that thou hast visited him thou madest him a little lower than the angels thou crownest him with glory and honor and did set him over the works of thy hands that is talking about Jesus coming he didn't make him in the power and authority of heaven he didn't set him over angels but he made him lower than the angels he brought him forth in the likeness of sinful flesh to be just like uh, me and you. He came as a man. Uh, he came according to Romans 1 and 3 made uh, of the seed of David according to the flesh uh, but declared to be the Son of God uh, by the Spirit of holiness and the resurrection of the dead. Uh, he walked this earth as the Son of Man uh, being tempted, being tried, being tested uh, as a man. Uh, he was not a 100% God then. He had the Holy Ghost uh, living in him, but he was not 100% God. This doctrine that says he was 100% man and he could have sinned and 100% a God that he couldn't. I put no faith in it. How can you be 100% man and 100% God? It can't happen. If you are man and you can be tempted, and the Bible says he was tempted in all points, like as we are yet without sin. The reason he didn't sin he chose not to. He chose uh, to be subject to the working of the Holy Ghost, of the Spirit uh, of His Father that lived in Him, not in the fullness. Uh, if He had had the fullness then in the temptation uh, in the wilderness, then what happened to Him on Mount uh, Transfiguration? What happened to Him? Uh, and when the Bible says that He grew uh, in stature and wisdom and knowledge, uh, I believe it's Luke 2 and 40, uh, uh, He grew uh, 
He grew in wisdom. He grew in stature. He waxed strong in spirit. Are you hearing me? He came as a man to show us the way. And he began to declare the kingdom of heaven is at hand in the very spirit and authority. And dominion of my Father that lives in me can live in you. Not just in power and authority and miracles. But you can be made partakers of the divine nature according to Peter. And I believe it's Second Peter the first chapter. The fourth verse he says according has been given unto us exceeding great and precious promises and by these we can be made partakers of the divine nature. Y'all I have to forgive me but I am sick to death of this lukewarm watered down putrefied sickening people that call themselves the church and there is no power there is no authority there's no dominion of God there's no power over demons sickness and disease and it's all because the gospel of the kingdom the gospel that reveals a resurrected living Christ Jacobism murdered his people it's not declared to the people in the land today Jesus didn't preach repentance. He didn't preach baptism. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. He told people how to live. He he revealed to them how he could live in them, what they could do. He was always talking about the kingdom of heaven. He was always demonstrating in power, signs, and miracles. Look it up in your Bible. Look. And see how that in Matthew 4, the last three or four chapters, I believe it's Matthew 4 and 23, he declared the gospel of the kingdom as they came to him. And he's declared the word of the kingdom. He healed their sick, cleansed the lepers, raised the dead, cast out devils. They came to him from everywhere. If we will one more time, as ministers come aside and seek the Lord, and begin to cry out in prayer for God to reveal this kingdom and begin to declare the kingdom of heaven is at hand, you're going to see power. You're going to see dominion. You're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders. You're going to see men doing uh, what the Lord commissioned the apostles to do uh, in Matthew 10 and 7 when he said he gave them power uh, over all sickness in Luke uh, 10 or 9 he gave them power over all devils over all sickness uh, over all disease said uh, nothing shall by any means hurt you uh, and, and he went on and he told them uh, he said heal the sick cleanse the lepers raise the dead uh, cast out devils you are going to see this move of God because God is now raising up ministers, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. The Lord spoke and said it's going to start small. Don't get discouraged. There will be a handful here and a handful there. But as this kingdom of heaven is revealed and people get hungry for it and begin to seek it. When you get tired of being sick and 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 tired and you get tired of dead worship. You get tired of singing the same old songs. You get tired of the shouting. You get tired of talking about how great God is. When you get tired of preaching about how great your God is and the miracles He has done and going to do. And you wake up and realize the kingdom of heaven is at hand in one more time. The holy God of heaven is going to descend. 
God into His people in the power of the Holy Ghost and He's going to live in them and the Spirit of the resurrected Christ and His forgiveness, His mercy, His love, His compassion, His tenderness. In other words, the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 22 is going to come and take its abode in a people that's hungry, that's thirsty, that's got a desire, that are willing to present their bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto Him, those that are willing not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of their minds according to Romans 12 and 2. God's looking for a people that will present their bodies unto Him, a living sacrifice, and they will refuse to be conformed to this world. They will refuse to be bound by the works of the flesh, by the anger, the bitterness, the fornication, the adultery, the strife, the envy, the jealousy, the drunkenness, the revilings, the murderous spirits in their hearts. They will refuse to be conformed to this world, but they will be transformed by the renewing of their minds because the mind of the resurrected Christ that Paul wrote about in Philippians 2 and 5, and he said, let this mind that was also in Christ Jesus, or that was in Christ Jesus, be also in you. The mind of the resurrected Christ is the mind of the man and the mind of the God mixed. You read in, in, in I believe it's First Timothy 2 and 5, it says there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men. And that is the man Christ Jesus. That is the man, the man, the man. That now the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily in him. Colossians 1 tells you that and so does Colossians 2 and 9. That it, when it pleased God that the fullness of the Godhead would dwell in him bodily. It's bodily in Jesus. It's bodily. He's now God manifest in the flesh. Are you hearing me? He is the Christ in the full light. My God, power of the Godhead dwells bodily in Him. And that is what He is now preparing a people life to pour out on the inside of them. He's preparing them to be like He is on this earth. He's preparing them as He is. The Bible says in 1 John four seventeen, as he is, in, uh, so are we in this world as he is, not as he was, not as he walked as a man. He's not the son of man any longer. I, he's now the son of God. He now I, is a man with flesh I, and bone, but the fullness of God. He said I, in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, after his resurrection, he said, "All power I, in heaven and earth I, dwell in me. All power. Are you hearing me? I, are you hearing me?" He is a man, but yet now all power in heaven and all power in earth does now dwell in him bodily. Are you listening to me, children? It is time to shake off this religious Jesus. I said it's time to shake it off. It's time to shake it off. It's time to shake it off. 
I'm looking for that scripture. I'm sorry it's not Matthew 28 time and 19. Let me find it time. I know he, uh, he told his disciples at time his resurrection time. Let me see if I can find it. It's hard to find it when I'm preaching time the way I'm preaching time. Hallelujah. Glory be to the Lamb. I'll find it and get it to you. But he did. He told them. He said, all power. Hang on it. I'll look it up. All power. All power in heaven and earth. Hallelujah. All power in heaven. He did not have that when he walked here on this earth. I'm sorry. It's Matthew 28 and 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. That's what he told them. And that's when he told them to go and preach, baptizing. And he said in Mark 16, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. He was talking to those 11 apostles. Are you hearing me? And the scriptures in Ephesians 1 and 20 which says, Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is come and put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him that filleth all in all the fullness of God I said the fullness of God when Jesus resurrected what God wrought in Christ was the full power dominion and authority over everything in heaven in earth and under the earth he rules heaven he rules earth he rules the very demons and forces of hell because he conquered them and now he's wanting to get a people ready get a people that will present their bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto him that he can pour out of this spirit that he can pour it out that he can pour it out and a fuller measure than has ever dwelt in any man on the day of Pentecost we received the former rain we fix it to receive the former rain again plus rain plus the latter rain he said in Joel 2 and 23 he hath given us the former rain moderately he said but I will cause to come down for you the rain the former rains the rains and the latter rains in the first month the first month is a sign of a new beginning there is a new beginning coming and it's already started God spoke to me on November the 12th 2017 in a small church in Blue Ridge Georgia said a new move my spirit has begun and for I believe God something is moving in the earth and I know by the time this broadcast hits the air that Hurricane Florence or the hurricane will probably done have hit but I want to tell you this in July the 12th of 2017 a prophecy came forth in Alabama that we would have monsoon seasons here in America that God would cause rain systems to move in and set still and we would see rain. 
that would go two, three, four, and five feet, and they would say it was rain of biblical proportions. They would say that it would be like the days of Noah. And I don't know if this hurricane's going to do that, but that is what the Lord spoke. And if it don't happen this time, you will see it happen. And you will see it happen because God said it. And He said this is a sign of the latter rains of the Holy Ghost as these systems sit still and pour in inches and feet and feet of rain. It's a sign of the latter day outpouring of my spirit. And I believe God. I, I believe God is getting our attention. You just look how these tropics have exploded I, in the last week to ten days. My goodness, there's hurricanes I, and tropical depressions and storms everywhere. I, and they're looking at floods on top of floods, winds, I, rains. Never have we seen the like. I don't believe in all of our history that there's been this many I, hurricanes and tropical depressions happening. And all at one time. And I want you to know God is moving by His Spirit. God's opened doors for us in coming. He's opened for our doors for us up in Blue Ridge. He's fixing open doors. We got doors pending right now in Calhoun. Are you listening to me in Ranger in that area? It looks like something's going to open up in Gainesville. And down here around our home in Conyers. And we are going house to house and declare and the word was signs following night like the Lord told us to on August the 5th we're going to take this gospel of the kingdom and preach it and declare it and he's going to confirm it with signs following now this is brother Metter and I see that our time is about gone I feel a mighty power and a working of his spirit and we would like for you to write us and tell us or email us tell us what God's doing in your life, send your prayer request, and if you can support this broadcast. Uh, this broadcast is reaching out. It is helping open doors. Some people are getting uh, help. They're getting healing. They're getting delivered. And I want to encourage you, get behind this word. All your donations are uh, tax deductible. We are a 501c3 uh, charitable organization. And you can help us by writing to World, W-O-R-L-D, Revivals, R-E-V-I-V-A-L-S, P.O. Box 1618, that is Conyers, C-O-N-Y-E-R-S, Georgia, 30012. Our website is mansentfromgod.org, that is M-A-N-S-E-N-T. F-R-O-M-G-O-D dot O-R-G. You can go there. You can hear these messages. You can watch videos. You can read blogs that I'm writing in the Apostles' Corner. You can also listen to audio that we are ministering and preaching in these Bible studies and home prayer meetings. The Word is there for you. Please email us, write us, stand with us, help us. Get this gospel of the kingdom out. We've got to get people back to prayer, back to seeking God, back to a working and a moving of a resurrected living Christ that has taken His abode in their life. And the gospel is alive and real. So, uh, I encourage you to write us if you want to be in service with us. Still right now, we are... uh 
only having service at the church there in LJ on Sunday morning at 11. We go to prayer around 10.30 and we are praying. Then we're either teaching or preaching or studying the Word together. Sometimes we just gather around the table and have a Bible study or I'll minister the Word. But I've got people asking more and more, Brother Better, please just teach. Just teach the Word. Uh, our pastor in Alabama ministered a couple of weeks ago there at our church in Alabama and a lady come up to him and said, Brother, said I took four pages of notes said, I never knew what you ministered on. And it was about simple salvation and water baptism. She said, I took four pages of notes. Will you please break this down in the Bible studies and bring it out and teach it? We need to know what we believe. And a lot of people need to know what they believe. And we appreciate you. We thank you for your time. And uh, may God bless you till our next broadcast.